Puck comes to the right side, half wall. Marchessault there, opens up, he shoots, score! William Carlson tipped it home. 3-0 Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Ducks back in. Vitrano put it on goal. Save Thompson! He sprawls and gets the rebound too. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... I don't usually do this, but I'm going to dabble in an area that I think needs attention. Right off the bat today, ladies and gentlemen, Rita, call me. 702-876-1340. Rita, call right now. We need to talk. I need to lean on you about a couple of things because of uh, what she did last night and the ability to capitalize on that. 702-876-1340. Rita, I'm waiting for you, and I'll be here for the next two hours calling for you to give us a shout. Uh, and I'll explain when Rita comes on the program, I'll explain what all of this is about. The Vegas Golden Knights have won eight in a row. That is the second longest winning streak in franchise history next to the 10 in a row a couple of years ago. Vegas Golden Knights are off to a 12-2 and record, rocking and rolling through the National Hockey League season, and might as well do it right off the bat. With the game rating. Like, there's there's no sense waiting around after the win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hit it. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. Doing? All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I anticipate where Tris, Chris Chapman is going to roll uh, with the game rating. Uh, Ryan Wallace, I, I don't know. You, you surprise me every now and then. But the game rating deserves some attention right off the bat. The only thing that could bump the game rating would be a call from Rita. How are you, darling? Well, I am doing good. Almost as good as my team. You you are making it happen right now. So uh, we, we need to go down the path of your Twitter post last night. Yeah, I, I did. But you know what? The Jester did the same thing right after me. We're both on a good wavelength. Yeah, the jester copies you all the time. Like, you're, you, you, oh you, you break ground. You, you make the path easy for us to follow, Rita. So, so I give us. I admit, I felt damn proud when when I saw Riley go zooming down there with Carly. I went. So let's oh tell my everybody. God, it's the second coming. Let's tell I everybody what happened, Rita. Rita. So the game is a, a, a one goal advantage for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night in the third period. And what do you do? I just tweeted that now would be a good time for a shorthanded goal. And I said, Riley Carly, do your thing. And they did. And how long after you posted that did the goal occur? Do you think in real well, time? I, I don't know. I had to walk from my seat at the computer to my couch. I don't know, maybe two, three minutes, maybe. And what was your reaction when you saw the play happen and then go in? Well, 
I still have a couch. The springs might not be too good. <laughs> I no, I didn't what? look. Did you tweet anything after that saying I'm I'm it? Look at me. Well, I did tweet something. I think I tweeted. I can't believe it. They did it. They did it, or something like that. Uh, let's see if I can find because people liked it, so it should be in there. Hey, I don't know. Well, anyway, it, it something was... like that. Yeah. Was like, it was they three did minutes they did of it. real time. Three minutes of real time, Rita. That yep. is three brilliant stuff that's happening. And I, like, there's people that say we need a goal. The goal happens. They'll take credit for uh, everything coming down in their favor. <laughs> you called the goal. You called the pass, the shot, the duo. You you, you did everything to come into to favor on this. So you and I need to connect because I need some... Just a little tips on the gaming and and where I should lean to and how <laughs> how far between spins I need to make like just some some colorful little advice uh, to, well, to bring me some money. I don't know that I'm going to get this one, but I'm calling for Jack to get a Hattie just because it's turned about syrup right man. Those Sabres fans deserve that, so. I may not get it, but that's what I'm calling for. Coming up on 100 games without a hat trick for the Vegas Golden Knights, how would that be for an opportunity to snap that streak? We like doing things that make the, what, great records. We've right. done that a little bit this year. We got Kessel and we got uh, Alec and uh, Riley. Everybody's breaking 100 records, so might as well. Okay, so we got the hat trick. Give me two other things that you think are going to happen with the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, we're going to win the cup. I mean, you know, I'm just copying the owner there. Um, but speaking of copying, NHL copied our golden age and just changed it to golden era because we're cooler than them. The Golden Era campaign that is on the uh, the NHL network. The NHL has put out uh, came out exactly a couple of weeks uh, after the Golden Age, and uh, we all kind of looked at each other around the office, going, "Well, like these things are are planned long in advance." But we're like, "Does that does that help us? Does that look look like they're copying uh, the Vegas Golden Knights?" Uh, what was your impression of that? I think they're planning for what they got to run all through the summer after we win the Stanley Cup. I love it. Oh, one more thing. Give me, give me, give me one more prediction. One more uh, thought process for the the Golden Knights season. I say Carly and Riley this season break the record for duo doing short-handed goals in a season. I got it written down. There's three things, ripping it out, and I'm putting it on the wall here in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Uh, Rita, when I saw that today, uh, my heart just bulged with uh, with pride and, and happiness for you. I think it's the coolest thing. We haven't chatted in a while. I had to bring you on the program. Thanks for doing oh, this. Oh, I was so happy, too. You guys have a good time. You're awesome. Enjoy the game. You do. There's Thanks, Rita. Rita. Uh, it'll be an ESPN Plus game tomorrow, so make sure you keep that in mind with you when you tune in on the TV side, or you can listen to Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, on the broadcast uh, over the airwaves. Sync it up if you want, if you want to go down that path. But yeah, I, I was just uh, doing a little surfing around and saw the the Rita tweet. Didn't see all the reactions. I'm sure you tweeted out too, but I'm glad that I stumbled on Rita's tweet first. And then I checked the timeline and went, she did. She, she put yep. that out before William Carlson and Riley Smith did their thing. 
Yeah, she she tweeted that out at six fourteen, and then I cross referenced that with my tweet on uh, when when I tweeted out the, that Riley Smith had scored a shorthanded goal, and it was six seventeen. So three minutes of real time had elapsed between Rita wishing it into existence and then it actually happening. It was quite the moment, and William Carlson has this thing to be able to make stuff happen in the waning seconds. Uh, the beautiful feed that uh, he set up William Carrier for the goal in Washington when they needed one badly, and it wasn't the duo that we're used to, but with the shoulder check that Carlson uh, made and seeing Carrier come off the bench, they tied it. They end up winning in an overtime. And then last night, shorthanded, thinking offensively and not just making a rush, but that was the back and forth. And uh, I felt bad for Eric Schalgren because his head was on a swivel and probably about <laughs> to pop off at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where you've got the familiarity with Riley Smith and William Carlson. It's great recognition from William Carlson to see that you, you had two capitals hit the deck. You have Riley Smith going one-on-one. -on -one. If you can jump in and make that make that uh, that a play, all of a sudden a lot of different options open up. So it was a great pass back from William Carlson, and it's his hustle that really turned that into something that could materialize, and it was the exact type of goal that the Golden Knights needed to lift them up yesterday. And, you know, those two guys, power kill. They're, they're named that for a reason, and they come through again for the Golden Knights. And Riley puts home the game winner. Chatted with Riley a little bit today. Uh, that interview will not transfer over to radio, but I'll be able to give you some of the thoughts uh, from our conversation uh, with Riley Smith about uh, his start in hockey and then some of the stuff that uh, that I'd just love to be able to uh, dive down, uh, like uh, what he was looking for on that breakaway, because he had an earlier chance in the second period uh, of the game. He was being chased down a lot uh, uh, more of a, a hurried effort on the first opportunity than the second, certainly, in three-on-three -three overtime. But uh, there was a lot going on for Riley Smith last night with a 700th game and then a multi-goal game uh, for a couple of games in a row. So uh, things coming together for him. Let's get back to our ratings. Chapman, don't disappoint me. I'm going to go Trans Am. I think Chapman. Yes, you disappoint me. <laughs> well, I have to be honest. It it, it, it was a good game. Uh, I thought there were there were moments where they weren't at their best, but they found a way to win despite not being at their best. I, I you know, I, I think when you give up two goals to a guy who hasn't scored all season, I think maybe maybe that's bad luck. But um, no, I, it was a good game. I don't think they were perfect. But it, it was definitely a solid effort, and look, winning for the first time in Toronto, that carries some weight. So uh, I give it a Trans Am. Chapman, Chapman, Chapman. I set up the entire game rating to go right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, to kick off look, the show it's, it's, because it's a slam dunk, three-way DeLorean, put it in the bag, and <laughs> drop it off at the deposit. Without even slowing down, you're throwing it in, and you come up with a Trans Am. I mean, look, it's a four. It was a good game, but it wasn't perfect. They were they they needed a play at the end to to tie the game to get it in overtime. Look, overtime was great, but I think there there was a moment where you're like, are these guys going to get the goal to tie the game? Mm -hmm. Ryan, <laughs> yeah, it's a DeLorean. I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not fighting um, Darren's will on this one, Chapman. <laughs> you're you're talking about eight wins in a row. Um, 
not every game is going to be pretty. Not every game is going to be a dominant uh, affair where you're up two goals or three goals and, and that you just kind of run the table. I thought Toronto had a really strong second period. I, I think the, the goals that they were able to create, Mitch Marner specifically, um, had some, some phenomenal shifts. But outside of that, I think the Golden Knights, you get a shorthanded goal to tie that thing up. You break the will of your opponent. And I think that's what happened for the Golden Knights. And you, you start the season 12-2-0. and and eight wins in a row, and you're perfect four out of four so far on this five-game road trip. I'm going DeLorean all day long until Darren kind of intimates that we can go back to, like, uh, you know, opening up the, the scoring for some other things. Look look at the pressure and the odds against you winning another game. Every every game from yeah. here on forward and keeping yeah. the streak alive. It's 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 against you, no, you're, and, you're, and things start to right. add up. Things start to pile up, and then uh, obviously you're going to have an off night every now and then, and you're going to stumble. And the chances are you're not going to be able to keep that streak alive. So you're up to eight. It's happened four times in franchise history. Three occasions the Golden Knights have uh, winning streak has been stopped at eight. One time they've got to ten. They're in really rarefied air right now, and you, Chapman, can't give them a DeLorean. Here's why. Here's why it's a five out of five. I'll go down the list for you, my main man. My man. The shots were tilted in favor of the Maple Leafs. Did you think that was a goalie win? No, it was not a goalie win. In fact, the 20 shots, even though it was a season low for the Vegas Golden Knights on net, 14 of them were danger chances, like four breakaways in the second period, five breakaways on the night. That's a quarter of the shots on goal. Their chances... I'm in the room with him, and I don't even know when he's going to do that. Quarter of their oh, any, chances. Anytime, anytime you say shots. It's, it, it was shots. really, really quality opportunities last night for the Vegas Golden Knights. I will give the goaltending credit in Logan Thompson. He faced 11 chances from Austin Matthews. Two one-timers were really solid looks, but nobody in front comes over and makes a save. So that that's a key. And, and there was no traffic to deal with. He was able to make the save. Still a very challenging save. He made the stop. There was a broken play in front of the net where Austin Matthews got a loose puck and Logan Thompson had to adjust and pretty much make it up on the fly. He made the save. Uh, he faced eight opportunities from John Tavares. Did not allow a goal. John Tavares and Austin Matthews, two first overall picks, uh, were denied on the night. So goaltending does get some credit there. They win for the first time ever in Toronto. DeLorean, right there. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's one nothing or 8-6. DeLorean, right there. They have won eight straight. They've won five in a row on the road. They've won the first four games on this road trip, and they are 12-2, and two, and they roll through Montreal and Toronto with victories, and Mr. Stinginess can't give them a DeLorean. <laughs> Add on the fact that in the 700th game, Riley Smith scores a pair and is the hero in his own backyard, coming up big with all the friends and family there. And the idea that that team found a way to win. Add on, too, 
the fourth line, great again. Mm. We're calling yeah. them K-Rock, uh, Darren Elliott and I. Uh, you know what? Oh, nice. K-Rock, uh, you, you're a Southern uh, California guy. You must I know am. that station. Yeah. So K Rock, the, the the initials of uh, of Nick Watt and William Carrier and Keegan Colasar. K Rock line was great, bordering on like we're expecting it now. Right. That's how good they are, and and they've they've in the past been able to generate chances, and they go back, they change momentum, they provide energy. They're now expecting themselves. To score these goals, to finish on these opportunities, and they're doing it. So it's all coming together right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. And stingy butt won't give them a DeLorean. Well, you, you kind of talk about expecting it now from your fourth line. You mentioned those four breakaways there, and two of them came on the same shift for yeah. the fourth line. Keegan Colasar back-to-back with Will Carrier. It looked like a practice drill. It did. It really did. And and it was great tracking back in the neutral zone by both of those players to kind of get themselves into a position to be able to spread the ice and get behind the D. But when they're using their speed and they're able to, to be direct and, and that's what they've done, they're they're winning those shifts more often than not. And that's what that's what you're looking for from that line. They have been very, very good over the last three, four games. This road trip has been phenomenal for them. And Shea Theodore didn't get a lot out of last night. Got got the beautiful feet, but uh, he was yeah. moving the puck great all yeah. night and setting up some of these uh, breakaways and obviously involved in, in what happened in, in overtime. Uh, so you got the the production from the defense, and then you cap it off with Rita's tweet. Seriously, yeah, the, it, honestly, well, Chapman, oh, no, no, Chapman, Chapman, Chapman's looking Rita right in the eyes right now and yeah. saying, yeah. Who you? Well, I didn't see the that, tweet. That, so, that's what uh, he's doing. He's say, he's looking we, at we Rita right now. And, and, I know and, you and, did. I didn't see it like when it went out. So, and he's so. Chapman's well, giving Rita a who you? No, and that is no. disappointing and disrespectful. I would never do that to Rita. Uh, hey, no. By not going Delorean, Rita just gave me three predictions: hat trick for Jack Eichel tomorrow night. I like it. Carly and Riley get us at the record shorthanded goal duo, and they're going to win the cup. And you. You give her a who you? No, no, never. Absolutely never. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Rita. You, I just watched you do it. No, by giving a Trans Am instead of a Delorean. Listen, Trans Trans Am is a bad car. It's like a cool car. I'll, we'll I'll, let we'll let the Twitter world I'll, decide. I'll even this. go for. I'll, I'll go one step further. It's a Trans Am with one of those like cool things that sticks out of the hood. The nope. engine that nope. sticks out of the nope. hood and nope. it's got nope. the, the blower. Loud. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Hey. I'll give you a chance right now. Will you change your vote? No. Chapman. No. There you change go. Change the vote for Rita. All right. For Rita and only yeah. for Rita, I will change my vote. I don't know why it don't, took so don't much. Think of this, don't right. think of this as like catering to Darren. Think of this as propping All up right. Rita. Yes. For Rita. It's a lot easier. And like I said, yeah. only for Rita, I'll change it to a DeLorean. Why was that so hard? Well, because... <laughs> I didn't want to do it for you. Why? No, you didn't even think of that. You didn't even think of that. Wallace put that in your, in your head. Three takeaways from last night. One, the early goal again. Another goal in the first five minutes of a game. Number two, making the system work against one of the top teams in the National Hockey League when they're on their game. By When I say making the system work, we're talking about giving the other team chances. They're going to get their looks, but by and large part, 
you limit the great grade A chances. That's what they did last night. Now, Mitch Marner made a couple of plays just on his own where it was yeah, yeah. like road hockey out there. Uh, that, that second chance. And I think the second goal where he passed over to Lilligren, uh, I think that was meant for Morgan Riley. Derek Englund and I talked about it on the set because I was trying to figure out how, how Mitch Marner knew that, that Lilligren was there. But it was, it was Riley coming in. He was calling for it, but he lifted a stick in the last second, and Lilligren stopped in. But the system worked, and the guys trusted the system, and it was effective against the top team, which had won three games in a row. And, and number three is just the diverse group of heroes on this team. Mm-hmm. It, every yeah, night, it's, I mean- it's somebody else. Yeah, and and not just somebody else, but it's another part of the game, right? Like sometimes it'll be goaltending. Uh, you you had your power play kind of bail you out a little bit uh, when when your penalty kill wasn't as good as it should have been, and then t- last night it was your penalty kill coming through. You looked to special teams to kind of buoy you in those situations, and you had uh, a, just a great play on 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 the penalty kill that that allowed this Golden Knights team to to not just secure a point but both points. So. Um, you know, when you're able to get that balance from your power play, your penalty kill, your special teams, and then all lines, one through four, and your defensemen, um, this team's finding ways to win. And as you mentioned, Darren, each night it's a different hero. There was a comment made yesterday before the game from Bruce Cassidy where when teams are on winning streaks or losing streaks, and we've talked about this before, at the tail end of those streaks, you'll start to see things happening, which may not directly impact the result, but you can see it changing. So if you're on a winning streak, you might be getting a little looser or you have to find dramatic ways to win where there's no way you should have been able to to, to pull that one out. Or on a losing streak, you're getting close, but you're one bounce away. You're playing much better and you have a bad two minutes and you come up short. Uh, and, and that does happen over the lifetime of the game, it's been proven where uh, the the opposite starts to ease and impact uh, into your game. That's not happening here. Even though they pulled that one out in overtime yesterday, that was a good hockey game. Uh, they they beat Montreal and Ottawa, two young good teams. They scored a ton of goals, which they should do against those two hockey clubs. I don't see that part of it. And that doesn't say they're going to win the next five in a row to, to add on to this thing and make it a 13-game uh, winning streak. But I don't see the, the warning signs that, that you normally are able to pull out and spot pretty uh, quickly on a team that's on a big-time rule. No, I, I think that they're playing well, and I think the details in their game have have been really good over the course of this eight game win streak. I I think that there have been you know a couple of times or some pockets where you know maybe execution wasn't where you want it to be. It, it, you know, you point the finger, or you look at, at the guy on the other side of the rink, like Connor Hellebuck, right? The Golden Knights dominated that game against Winnipeg. Couldn't couldn't solve Connor Hellebuck, then found a way to do it. Um, I don't view the last three games for the Golden Knights, even though the goal scoring was up across the board on both sides, I don't view it as the Golden Knights playing poor games or having uh, you know, poor details. I just think that you, you, know, you made a great point, Darren. 
you got Montreal and Ottawa. They're going to push the pace. They're going to try to, to, to trade chances with you. And by the end of 60 minutes, you should have more goals because you're a better hockey club. It's just that simple. With Toronto, I, I think in the second period, Mitch Marner was on a mission. He made some phenomenal plays. That, that entire shift leading up to Timothy Lilligren's second goal of the game was beautiful hockey. But that was one isolated shift for Toronto, and the Golden Knights largely were able to keep that team that could be so dangerous and can open up so many different lanes and seams to just one shift that really impacted the game in a positive way. So, uh, you know, everything kind of taken as a whole, this Golden Knights team is as good as their record indicates that they should be. They're every bit the, the team that should be winning eight games in a row. And if they continue to kind of play the way that they've been and, and find different ways to win, I don't know that they're not going to be able to continue this, this train rolling and, and push this win streak as high as they possibly can. They're just that good right now. Uh, tweet from Rita. In my younger days, my head was turned by guys with hot cars. I even dated a guy with a really hot Barracuda. And then in brackets, mm. I mean, it was a lot hotter than the guy. She, uh, she likes the hot cars. <laughs> and Chapman had to be bullied, bullied into giving it a, yeah, but, but, a but beautiful does, does that mean that, that she would prefer a Trans Am to a DeLorean? Don't try it. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. That's wrong of you. Rita, Rita if you're, if you're hearing me, and I know you are, do you prefer a Trans Am to a DeLorean? Just shoot me a, a Twitter mention, at Ryan Hockey Guy. I'll let Darren know. <laughs> hey, real quick, one of the takeaways I want to throw in: How about William Carlson on this road trip? Like, how about William Carlson on the year? Best start of his career. Season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but but the all last season long, the, the, this entire road trip, he's got five points and all, and he scored in every single game. He's got a point. That's pretty awesome. Two last night. Do you know every game that he has a point, they've won. That's incredible. Makes While sense. Bill keeps scoring, keep putting points up. It was uh, supposed to be on the air last night, but they went through the break. And we didn't get uh, a chance to say it, but I was like, we need we need Wild Bill to do something right now just to be able to force overtime, and then we'll win. I wasn't as confident, or I was confident. I just didn't get the opportunity, and I wasn't going to tweet it out. Rita, you beat me to it. Congratulations. That was rocking. You know, if this keeps up, the hair's not coming back. He's going to keep the short hair. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's fine with me. I think I think you'll take points in winning. Yeah, over yeah. Long hair. Oh, yeah. Him if definitely. this keeps up, you're going to have people across the National Hockey League cutting their hair. Yeah. <laughs> Trust well, me on that. Well, it seemed to work out pretty well for, for a couple of Carlsons, not just William, but yeah. Eric. Yeah, the pirate. Well, there's a different feeling to William Carlson right now. And and, and Riley agree. Smith, same thing. Like, there's a different uh, feel about this team. Is it just because they're all healthy? That's a big part of it. But this group, I can tell you, is so tight and so close. Winning does that. Winning makes it so much easier uh, to, to have a lot of fun. And I'm not going to deny 12 and 2 uh, doesn't uh, make it uh, a world of fun out there. It, it does. Mm-hmm. But there's even before... The start of the season, through training camp, uh, through the preseason, there's a there's a, a a closeness with this group, and there's there's reasons for that. Feeling good about yourself, that makes it easier to walk around the locker room and the uh, facility and, and be in in a much better mood. Uh, 
look, Phil Kessel being in that room relaxes and changes the the the, the context of, of the room, uh, certainly with that. And having some early success with their goaltending, I think also builds into the to the good vibes uh, with it. Uh, there's there's multiple different angles where it's coming, but it's it's working right now. And them as a group, as a, as a twenty three player group, right now is as close as you can get fourteen games into the season. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right on the money there, Darren. Uh, I I look at this hockey club. I, I look at kind of the the directive and and what they've wanted to do from jump through training camp, going in through preseason and, and into the regular season. And uh, it's just it's a a group that's bought in. It's a group that's playing for one another. And I think it's a group that uh, is playing to prove something to themselves and to everyone else. And when you're winning and you're you're bought into a system that is helping you win. Uh, I think that the the belief within the room just continues to grow and, and you're able to, to build off of that. And Phil Kessel, just being Phil Kessel, lightens the mood and brings a fun element to this hockey club. And uh, they're leaning into it. And, you know, when you've got Bruce Cassidy post game uh, quoting Lil John, you know that you've got a good thing going yeah! on. And again, is it's that age old debate. Does chemistry come from winning? Or does winning create chemistry? And then you you bond and you keep it going. I'm torn. I've, I've read books on yeah. it, uh, and, and I'm, I'm back and forth. You can sway me on either side. I probably come from originally the, the part where you start to have success, the team starts to have more fun, and then the chemistry comes from that. But if you can ever be a team that has chemistry first – and you're talented, you're so far ahead of the game that you don't have to create it, that it's naturally there, that it's a huge advantage to you. And that's that's what I think this team has. It does have the chemistry, the building blocks for, for being close before the winning started uh, and, and they got off to this fantastic start. Yeah, and that's not unlike this team year one. It really isn't. That team had a feel about them in training camp, in preseason, first couple of games of the year. It's not unlike what we saw here with this Golden Knights hockey club in their inaugural season. And that's not to say that we just brush aside last year, but I think some of what happened last year helps impact and further the the effect of what's occurring right now because well, they went through that and they yeah. they experienced the the alternative and how bad that is and maybe you do one appreciate it a little bit more and two you work a little bit more cuz you don't want to go back there and three the accountability to each other in that room to not be back there as a group yeah, I mean, I think it feeds it, right? I think what the Golden Knights went through last year in dealing with the injuries and not being able to really grow into the team they wanted to become, they expected to become, missing the playoffs for the first time as a group, as an organization, uh, I think that that fuels 
this this streak of winning and and the the room wanting to do everything that they can in any situation that they can to help this team win because the alternative they've gone through it they've lived it it's not what they want at this stage of their career so they're bought in to do whatever they have to do in order to win games 12 and 2 a goal in the first minute a goal in the first minute of overtime winning for the first time ever in the center of the hockey universe and beating one of the better teams in the National Hockey League when they're flying high. And Chapman couldn't give it a five out of five. I want to know on Twitter, let me know at Darren Millard or Ryan, the hockey guy. I want to know right now because I will, I will go on your recommendation. Yes or no. Should Chris Chapman have his game rating privileges revoked <laughs> for one game? Yes you want me to put this or in a no? Poll? Sure. I, I would put that out in a poll. Should Chapman have his game rating privileges revoked for one game? Okay. I know you are well aware where I am on this. That's I'm, I'm a big old Yes. Wallace mm-hmm. is a yes. Oh, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't say yeah, that. You put words in the guy's mouth now. Eh. You don't think he no. should have that revoked after what he just did? I mean, we we got him. We got him to come around. Like, fortunately, I'm here, right? So I was able to speak mm-hmm. to Chapman. I was able to talk some sense into him, and we got him ultimately to where we needed him to be. All those You're good welcome. things. All those good things. Like th- that list is a laundry list. Ne- never mind the fact that you won for the first time ever and you did it in dramatic fashion. Did you see Mark Stone on the bench? The the bench shot after Riley Smith scored that goal with his back to the ice, looking up at the crowd, arms out, big yeehaw. Like it was it that was a guy who used to play for Ottawa enjoying that moment. <laughs> yeah. That, you're right. That was soaking in to Mark Stone. What do you think he gave it last night? A Trans Am, a four, or a DeLorean, a five? Uh, the Twitter poll what? is uh, going up. We'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. It's a two-hour show. Uh, you're used to it. You love it. It's all VGK talk with a little bit of National Hockey League rolled in on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Twitter pulls up. Should Chris Chapman have his game rating privileges suspended for one game after failing to grant last night's victory? The first ever in franchise history, by the way, in Toronto, which continued a winning streak that is now up to eight games and adding to a start that is 12 and 2. Should he have his privileges revoked for one game for only giving it a four out of five? In a game that they won in overtime, and uh, the Twitter results, they're 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 speaking. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Again, we're not ready to call this. We have okay. some other votes still to come in. You've heard that mm-hmm. uh, in the last uh, twenty four hours. Uh, yep. What what are the results so far? 
Okay, so you know Darren's losing because he actually just retweeted it. Retweeted it. So Johnny Blue Checkmark uh, is trying to skew the votes in his favor. But that all being said, right now Chris Chapman is not in danger of having his privileges revoked for one game. It is 61% saying no, he should not have his privileges revoked to 39% saying yes, he should. Though uh, the Guild Adjuster did bring up a, a really good point. Uh, Chapman probably should have never been given game rating privileges, and I do tend to agree that that's probably a direction we should have gone. Darren, you will have no one but to, but yourself to blame for that one. For giving him the right to vote? Mm-hmm. Well, I just... Yeah, because then it, it leads to this being an opportunity and yeah, an outcome. You're, you're right. I, I like to yeah. give Chapman the role of the, the fan. He speaks mm-hmm. on their behalf. Yeah. Yep. That is the most anti-fan <laughs> category that, that he's spoken of. It's not even Chapman's close. Trying to, Chapman's trying to be the rational consumer. Now, 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 now he's trying to become a, a media guy <laughs> instead of the voice of the fans. No, 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 no. We, I, didn't, we only had uh, four uh, high danger chances, and no, they had I, uh, 13 or I, the, I, uh, blah, blah, I, blah, 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 blah. I try not to get too high or too low. That, what, that, what is a fan? A fan is, is high all the time. If, <laughs> well, oh. well, listen, after 35-plus years of being a New York Jet fan, I've learned that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and there's going to be a lot of in-betweens. But actually, with the Jets, it's usually the lows. But, oh, I, I mean, look, I, I came around. I gave it a, I gave it a DeLorean, thank, thanks to Rita. Hmm. So we're good. From VGK Communications, uh, uh, we, we love these tweets uh, going on. Uh, all around, and you should follow them. Uh, but uh, William Carlson passed his way out of the VGK record book last night. Passed his way out. Hmm. Because the most career shorthanded goals now belongs to Riley Smith. Sole possession at 10, breaking a tie with William Carlson. Hmm. Cool stat. Wow. Yeah. Really neat. Uh, Nick Wad, the seventh VGK player with four plus goals on the season, which is tied for an NHL high. Uh, some good stuff over at uh, VGK Communications on Twitter. We'll continue to follow that uh, poll as we go throughout the uh, the day. Uh, other happenings uh, to tell you about: Connor McDavid's good. Connor McDavid's going. <laughs> Connor McDavid has a goal for every game that he's played this year. There's some talk yeah, right now bad. in circles. That he could reach 50 in 50. You need to have a sizable lead on that. Right now, he's a goal per game. That's impressive. That's incredible uh, uh, to be at this stage of the season and still averaging a goal per game. But there's got to come a point when you're around 30 games where you have some money in the bank. (laughs) <laughs> when you go on some kind of slide. Yeah. I'm the biggest proponent uh, of of getting 50 and 50. There's nothing uh, that would make me happier on the offensive side of the game than to watch somebody do that. And it would be must-see TV from game 40 through game 50. Uh, the, right. It would be awesome. Or whenever he breaks the record. Uh, sure. We, we know that Wayne Gretzky was, was, was better than that uh, for fewer games. There's, there, it would be outstanding for our game, but 14 and 14, uh, that's you, you gotta have a little bit more of a cushion for when 
the inevitable happens. So, like, at what point do you start to believe it? Like, I know we're we're sitting here at 14 games, but if McDavid's still a goal per game or just slightly better than a goal per game at, say, game number 29 or game no. number 35, like, is that when you start They're, to believe? Or you're in, just, in the 30s. You've got to see. But I, I, I gotta, okay. you got to get yeah. to the 30s. And and even then, it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> but if there's not if there's not a cushion there, you're mm-hmm. just waiting for the slump to to turn it on its hind end and and make everybody go ah that was fun and go back to your regular life. But we're we're talking before you can realistically start mm-hmm. tracking whether a player is going to score fifty goals in fifty games or less. You've got to be ahead or on that pace at 35 games. So we're not we're not even halfway to my mark. That's not to say sure. it's an incredible story because in the in in our game today, as opposed to the 80s and, and early 90s, you don't do this anymore. So so in relative terms, what he's doing is historic for our generation. And we're 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 allowed to track it on on those terms, of of trying to score fifty goals in in fifty games. There's nothing wrong with that. But as for actually doing it, and following through on it, we're a long way from giving it some some realistic uh, uh, thought. I would love for him to challenge for it. We'll see. Yeah, be awesome where it ends up. It would be great. It would be absolutely fantastic. But you know, for for me with McDavid, it's be it's it even goes further beyond just the fourteen goals in fourteen games, twenty nine points. Like this guy is next level. It's it's the type of season that I, I feel like we saw from McDavid in the fifty six game season where he just made it a mission to find his way to a hundred points that year. And right now. With goal scoring, I think McDavid's on a mission to prove that he can be the best goal scorer in the game at the moment. I don't see him slowing down. I don't think he's going to keep this pace by any stretch, but I think Connor McDavid is certainly going to to push the boundaries. And I don't know that I don't know that we should limit him to you know just looking at 60 goals this season. I really don't. I think that. He's out to prove to the world that he can be the best goal scorer in the game, too. I'm his biggest fan. I want him to do it. It's oh, going to be really, that. really hard to do it. That's all. Uh, and and you got to be realistic to a certain point you, uh, to to ex- accept the the uh, the uh, challenges that he's going to face when it comes down to to being able to do it. Like there's reasons why he can. He plays with Drysidle. Uh, they, they've got uh, a coach that, that buys and an organization that buys into it. Uh, the loss of Kane, we'll get into that uh, in just a little bit uh, because yeah. he's going to be out for a little bit. That that hurts, like losing your, your supporting cast or some of your supporting cast. But there's there are reasons why he can be wildly successful beyond just his own talent. Uh, but it's, look look around you. There's unbelievable players that, that haven't been able to do it. Let me let me ask you this question. Do you th- put aside what McDavid's doing right now? Do you think we will see an official 50 and 50 by somebody in the next 10 years? 10 years? No. No. Do you think we'll ever see one again? Hey, I I don't know. I, my my odd uh, my no. guess would be no. Goaltend goaltenders are just too good now or well, what? And and the more teams you add, the actually the, the better yeah. chance you get. Yeah. 
uh, because sure. uh, you you uh, you space it out a little bit the talent level. Uh, and, but yeah. uh, but no, I I don't think fifty and fifty is is attainable anymore. But if it happens. I'll be the guy throwing my hat on the ice and, and celebrating it and talking about it all day long. We're going to take a break when we continue uh, set up hour number two. A bunch of what happened last night for the Vegas Golden Knights and looking ahead to tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres to wrap up the five-game road trips. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We're going to turn the page from last night's victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime to tomorrow's game against the Buffalo Sabres and the return of Jack Eichel. That's still a storyline about this, but also coming into play is sweeping the road trip and going five for five and keeping the overall winning streak alive. We'll get into that. You'll hear a little bit from Bruce Cassidy. And then we've got uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League, a whole bunch to tell you about. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is a VGK Insider Show.